Hello there, ladies and gents. Welcome back to 44Fing2. We've got a bit of a special episode tonight. Um, and you might have already noticed there's no music on the front end. Uh, that's because when there's no Reese, there is no production value to the podcast. Um, he's a real integral part of the team. Uh, unfortunately, there's no Chris either. Um, but you don't have to worry. You're not going to just listen to me all night. We, uh, we have our first ever guest on the podcast. Um, someone who's been uh, very keen to get on. Um, and that is Matt, who is also my brother. So, hello, Matt. Hello there. It's very good to be with you. Yeah, I'm very, very glad to have you. I know you've been putting in the hard yards in pre-season. So, um, yeah, it's good to see that hard work's paid off and rewarded with a with an appearance. Excellent. Maybe many more to come. We'll see how it goes. But, you know, yeah. I feel like some of the other lads are under pressure on here. So, Yeah, you know, quite, quite possibly. Um, you know, maybe the Joe Willock pushing... Uh, pushing hard at some more established uh, stars so yeah the granite jacker in the pod maybe that's chris <laughs> i hear really springs production and chris isn't point, so. <laughs> yeah, chris uh, chris brings um high profile errors uh, on the biggest of biggest of occasions so um oh, i know awesome. i know chris hates granite jacker as well so this is a really really good comparison um <laughs> but anyway welcome matt it's very good to have you thank you very much and thanks for coming on so um we're not going to stick to the usual agenda that we normally do obviously you don't know anything about matt's team so you don't know how he's kind of progressed so far um so we're going to talk about kind of his team so far this season as well as what he's done in previous seasons uh what he's kind of planning in terms of wild carding and we are also conscious of the fact that lots of people during the international break have a wild card open. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick kind of an ideal team that we'd go for um, so that anyone can feed off that if they want to or don't. Um, but over to you, Matt. Do you want to talk through how your season's gone so far? Absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me, after um, a couple of quite nice seasons for me, cracking the top 10K finally and Taking it a bit more seriously, I'm sitting horribly this season, just outside the top million. Um, I just noticed that it's not quite bad enough to be behind you, but even still, it's um, by my lofty standards, I'm feeling bad about it. Um, yeah, I think two points in it, is that the, uh, yeah, it's just that the was going on? It's way too close for comfort for my liking. But um, I I'll get you in the end. I don't think it makes particularly great reading. Um, a couple of decisions are not quite paid off. But I'll start at the back. Uh, I have Leno, maybe a bit of Arsenal bias, but really... Uh, I wanted to do a set and, set and forget keeper with um, with a four million dud, and I didn't want to pay for Edison or Allison, which and I didn't want a five point five, so it kind of left me with Leno or the four point five lot. And with one clean sheet out of uh, three, four, four, I guess now it's not looking great, but it's no worse than uh, than Allison, so uh, I could take it. Um, at the back, I've gone double Liverpool. Um, Robertson, Van Dijk probably made an error not going TAA. But I, I narrowly went for Robertson over potentially getting more starts. Um, hasn't quite paid off. Uh, I do think, though, with the Liverpool double tactic, it's been a bit unlucky as a couple of the goals Liverpool conceded have been shockers, uh, especially the Danny Ings one. Uh, moving yeah, on. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's, it, I think you've got to kind of look at it sometimes on um, it's not what they've done, it's what they're hopefully going to do. And um, yeah, that Southampton goal, even the Norwich one was very against the run, and the Arsenal one was in the, the dying minutes. So. Um, you know, there's a very different and believable world where Liverpool have four cleans at this point and double Liverpool defence has paid off hugely. So uh, perhaps a little bit unlucky for those of us who went big at the back. 
Yeah, I think it's a bit unlucky with Robertson as well. Like he hasn't picked up any assists yet, um, despite the fact that he plays so high up the pitch. Still, it's not like he's being asked to do a different job. Um, I think a couple of well, maybe at the beginning of last season. People were skeptical about Marcus Alonso because he was being asked to do something different, but that's definitely not the case with Robertson. Yeah, I mean, he's still, I've watched him at the weekend and he's still, he's getting right up there. He's putting a lot of balls in the box. Um, I, I don't, I, again, I, he's gone down a point but um, in value, but I don't think it's a huge cause of concern for me right now. Um, but he is a potential. No, likewise. I think, I think when we do wildcards later, I think there will be people who are looking to get rid of Robertsons and, and, uh, and other people the like. But we can uh, we can visit that in a bit. Um, the rest of my side is a pretty premium defense defense to continue. So I have Zinchenko <coughs> um, and Dina uh, as part of my starting four. Um, so a lot of money at the back for me, and I'm not sure it's fully paid off yet. But I'm also not ready to give up on it at the moment. Um, moving into midfield, I have um, I have Martial now, who obviously was injured last week, which is also um, not quite played into my hands. Uh, I did start the season with uh, with a double Bournemouth um, up top with Fraser and Wilson. Uh, I have since got rid of both. Um, I got rid of Wilson not out of the fact that he wasn't doing well, but more out of the fact that I needed um, I need I wanted to get Pookie in, and he was my only option for that. We actually touched on that last week because I was quite surprised that Wilson had dropped given that he'd returned something in every single week. Um, mm. But one of the other guys made the point that, yeah, if, if people are looking for an easy uh, easy way to fit Pookie into their team, then Wilson was the obvious drop. Well, the, the other thing as well is that, say, say if you went for another 6-5 forward, a, you know, a Jota or a Wood or anyone like that, that some people picked at the start, um, you know, as soon as Pookie goes up one pip and they start to fall, you can't make a like-for-like like anymore. And I can be honest, I don't know many people who have a seven million forward. No, true. So Very really, true. There's um there's a bit of a gap there between um the six five region and eight. And a lot of people had Callum Wilson and that's kind of the make weight because Pookie was going up immediately. So unless you got on him before the hat trick, then you kinda of had to sacrifice some more expensive. Yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, going back through my team, I've got another absolute beaut in Ayosi Perez who has not lived up to the hype at all. Um, I was going to get rid of him last week and then uh, I made a sort of calculation that I wanted a double transfer this week rather than wildcarding and how bad could it be when he's, it was home to Bournemouth, I think they were playing, and then he didn't even start. So yeah, that was part of my horror week. Um, then I, I cap it off with Salah and Sterling. Um, not much to be said there, to be honest. Um, up top, I have the other man I just mentioned, Jota, who again, I was thinking about getting rid of, but I thought, how bad could it be until he was also dropped as well. So, uh, he- like, hemorrhaging a bit of value there. Uh, bench is uh, Greenwood, Lundstrom and Gwinduzi. They've been unchanged so far. Um, Greenwood not really got the minutes, um, but he's really just there to make up the numbers. Fortunately, though, Gwinduzi and Lundstrom have both been pretty good getting points off the bench. However, neither time I got those points off the bench. So, uh, yeah, I hear you there with Lundstrom. Um, I think it's ultimately though you can't kind of beat yourself up about it with those players on your bench you're always going to bench them over more expensive players i think never, never intended on starting Lundstrom. yeah but um, uh, i saw pre-season that he and i think so far because we had him at the beginning we've ridden a bit of a wave here um because as soon as he got 14 points everyone just started putting him in their teams so totally. we've it's, uh it's we built some team value it's the Wan-Bissaka effect from last year. You know, you have a four million starting defender for a team that's doing all right, and um, 
yeah, you know, it's it's, it's going to catch on pretty quick. Yeah, uh, yeah, Wambasaka and Doherty were very much my uh, my uh, success stories from last season. Of course, yeah, we all had Doc. Ah, uh, well, if only this season. Um, okay, so I mean, disappointing start, I guess. Um, what kind of moves are you thinking of making over the international break? Well, I've kind of got two routes in mind. Um, definitely Perez and Jota go for me because actually I'm quite happy with the rest of the squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not too much not to like from my point of view. But those two are, are clearly got to go. Um, my route is I can do a straight two, France, two transfer swap with no hits, um, which could be quite good. And I'm kind of eyeing up... Uh, I've got a bit of money in the bank, so I'm kind of eyeing up Jota to Haller and uh, mm-hmm. Daniel James. That's the kind of the, the current uh, choice on the table. I could... Also do um, uh, I, I think I, I think I can afford Mason Mount, but I'm not really getting on the train there. I don't actually like him that much. Um, I don't think he's going to sustain it personally, but I could the words there. Um, no, I I don't particularly like him either. But I kind of panicked and got on the train last week. Okay. Um, I think he was due a rise, and he has since gone up again. Weirdly, so I've actually got um, a point one uptick out of him. Yeah, uh, since putting him in a week ago, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I put him in for Lucas Mora um, instead of say a transfer, just on the strength of the Sheffield United fixture, and then he went and did nothing, which was um, a little bit hard to take. Um, speaking of strikers, so you mentioned that you're thinking Haller. Yeah. Is there anyone else that's kind of in the equation there, or is it just kind of dead set on him at the moment? Um, no, well, there's a, there's another route entirely where um, where I have to make a completely different tactic. In in the current route, he is my first choice at the moment. Um, Tammy Abraham is actually another one that I'm looking at. Um, so yeah, they're they're the kind of the main two um, off the back of the form recently. So Tammy Abraham and and Haller. Um, I'll do a bit of a fixture comparison. I know Chelsea run into Liverpool pretty soon. Uh, but they have a couple of nice other fixtures. The other thing is, I, I think Tammy's probably earned himself a starting berth for a little while now um, with the back-to-back races. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably earned him like at least like a five, six-game stretch. So that's the other one I'm looking at there. Uh, that's kind of my price range kind of peak. Um, there's other other good performers have been people like Ashley Barnes. Uh, I just I can't personally believe that it will continue. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same camp. I, I honestly like I. I think you had to have him for those first couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't, then it's... I mean, that's not to say he's not going to score a goal again. Um, no, I, he's he's going to keep get, picking up points, but... He'll get that 10 to 12 window, probably. Goals mm-hmm. But given that he's had four already, I, I, I don't really see that his number's changing based on that. I think he's just finding his peak. There's a nice little club match right now. Um, and I, just Burnley don't score a lot of goals either, um, which is part of it. Uh, you you want you want players from a team who can score goals. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah, go on. The, the other route that I've got, um, which I haven't managed to to kind of find myself a clear path yet, which is kind of a weakness in my squad actually, and and I you know it's very rare actually in FPL that I'll go with a no premium striker. Um, it just it's left me with no downgradable spots because uh, I want Kevin De Bruyne, um, but going Perez to De Bruyne. Leaves me with only four mil in the bank for Jota. So I have to take a four-point hit. Now I don't mind taking a four-point hit, but I have to sacrifice somewhere, and that's where it gets a bit trickier. Um, I kind of like everyone else in the side. It's kind of the reason I don't want a wild card is because I like the rest of my team. 
um, mm-hmm. candidates, which means that I kind of have to ditch one of the Liverpool backs. And, you know, home to Newcastle, I, I'd, I'd be so surprised if Newcastle got a goal at Anfield mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah. So, you know, taking a four-point hit to facilitate removing a Liverpool defender ahead of Newcastle at home feels so wrong. Um, yeah. That I can't really be brought to do it. So I think I'm more likely to do a, a, a no-hit swap and um, and improve my, my my kind of my fringe spots in the midfield and forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, the, well, the, the frustrating thing is that it's a long international break, and I'd like to take until next Friday. But both of those players are going to drop again, and I don't think I can stomach another point two off the squad. So I yeah, I'd have to gamble now and just kind of if if it happens, it happens, and I have to if someone gets injured, I have to take a hit. But uh, that's kind of where my head's at at the moment. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, my team value is okay at the moment, but like you, I do have Jota and I do have Perez, and uh, both of them are going to be on the chopping block for a lot of people. I only have one transfer. So, and this is my dilemma with Jota. So, yes, he's probably going to move down again, but Wolves are very good against the big oppositions, and they've got Chelsea at home in the next game. Jota bar last game, because he's been kind of playing every single Europa League game as well that they've had, has been... I've watched a couple of the games. I watched the Man United game, watched the Everton game when he came on. He's been pretty good. This is the problem. So I'm not sure, unless he's going to drop again, I'm not sure I can really justify the four-point hit getting mm-hmm. that fixture to get rid of him. So... I mean, I, I can't... Don't quote me on this because I haven't followed them particularly well, but um, has Jota really scored anything in the Europa? I mean, it sounds like Jimenez has been on fire in Europa. They both have, really, uh, from the looks of things, from following kind of people tracking this. Uh, he's picked up a few... Uh, I think Jimenez scored a few one night and Jota assisted them all or something like that. He's... Um, He's been on decent form and scored a couple of goals as well. So it's not like he hasn't been doing it at all. Um, yeah. But he's probably, I think he's in the Portugal squad these days, Jota. So he's probably off playing for them as well. So that's more games. Maybe it is just kind of all catching up with him. But yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I, I think I'll decide near the time if I think it's worth the four-point hit. But um, Perez has definitely got to go for me this week. Yeah, but um, he- I mean, you, you make a good point about Jota. I've kind of just seen him get dropped and thought, okay, he's not he's not nailed anymore. Um, Perez, though, on the other hand, I think he's been dropped out of just Rogers trying to tweak around and find a, find a formation that's working for him. Um, I think Perez might actually be on the bench for a little while. Yeah, I think with Perez, uh, what's happened there is he's tweaking formations and Perez got shunted out to the wing, whereas I think that what we kind of thought was going to be happening was he was going to be playing more or less up front with Jamie Vardy. Yeah, that was, that was um, the gamble, my part. It'd be off yeah. The yeah. Um, but it, it turns out he's kind of now started moving towards like a five man midfield uh, with wide players. Yes. And, you know, they've got Damari Gray and uh, Mark Albrighton who seem more suited to those positions. So. Yeah. Perez looks definitely a get rid. Like, yeah. Like, so I gambled on keeping him, figuring he'd get a start and then a nice fixture, um, which is definitely backfired. You know, going with hindsight, I'd take the one transfer for this window and mm-hmm. uh, making the move before. But that's FPL, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going to put you a question, which I kind of I put the others as well. Um, is there anyone at the beginning of the season who was in kind of one of the iterations for your team who you ended up not going for, who 
you now think is a massive bullet dodged. Okay, bullet dodged as opposed to um, like uh, yeah. Well, we can do we can do either or. So we can do kind of bullet dodged and oh man, I wish I got this player. Okay, well I mean um, I, I did a lot of iterations of my team. So. Yeah, likewise. I think I had pretty much every player in the game at one point, but. I think, yeah, just just the ones who were kind of close, when it came down to it on that Friday, who were the ones who were kind of in and then out? Um, I didn't I didn't do too much changes right at the end, but I will say the uh, the Everton attackers with Dodge, um, Richarlison, Sigurdsson, um, mm. both, both of them quite well tipped before the season. Um, and actually, no, my, you know what, my biggest dodge is Bernardo Silva. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, good shout. I, I really thought um, he's definitely been iterations of my team for for longer than just a fleeting moment. Um, mm. Based on how um, well he played and just the plaudits that Pep gave him last season, I thought that he would be. I'm sorry, I thought he'd be basically nailed. I thought Mares might have seen the odd 20 minutes sub appearance and nothing more, but he's actually started two of the four games. So um, mm. yeah, I, I didn't see that coming at all. I thought um, Mares, David Silva. Uh, Gundogan, they'd all rotate, and I thought that at least to start with, that it would be um, uh, Sterling, Bernardo, Aguero, um, De Bruyne would be the, the most nailed people. But Bernardo's not been at all, and he's—I mm-hmm. think he's returned once either. So, mm-hmm. no, I think he uh, came on and scored at the weekend, but that's his first return. Okay, I think if you'd kept him that long, then um, you'd probably be in trouble anyway. To be honest, yeah, too much. Because it wasn't—he wasn't a cheap player either. But yeah, he's—he's he's probably my uh, my big dodge. Because if I'd have got him, I wouldn't have still had him for the goal. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, who's the kind of biggest regret? Um, Perez. I mean, we've covered him already. But uh, mm. oh, I mean, one one that you didn't pick that's killing it, and you oh, you know De, you really wish you had. De Bruyne. Um, I. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know everyone's had him in their iteration of a team. A lot mm-hmm. of their actual team. Um. You know, I, I think I played probably a little too safe on De Bruyne. Uh, I looked at it as, you know, he he went a, a long period injured. We all know what a player he is, but um, I, I wondered if there'd be a bit of rotation there. You know, just watch it, watching uh, watching the injury from Pep. But as it turns out, um, it's not happened at all. I think he's, he's played more or less every minute, and I think he's returned every single game. So, mm-hmm. so here, here's something for you. So Chris in his previous uh, in the previous game week did a wild card. Uh, and he put in all three of Salah, Sterling, De Bruyne. Would you go for those three? Do you think that's a good use of funds, or do you think you're better off diversifying and picking one of Sterling or De Bruyne? Uh, no, I, I would. I'd have them both. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm uh, talking to people um, around me while carding um, in leagues that I'm playing in, and uh, some people are considering Sterling, De Bruyne, Aguero. Yeah, so the top scorer in our league this week actually had those three. Yeah, um, which personally isn't for me, but um, I, there's absolutely nothing wrong with uh, Sterling or Aguero plus De Bruyne in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, based on the season so far, I, I'd say that uh, the most successful teams probably have Salah, Sterling, and De Bruyne, um, mm-hmm. or at least uh, I, I personally I, I like I like having Salah in there because um, I I don't like throwing uh, like three eggs in your attacking basket, so to speak. Uh, three attackers from one team, I think, is always a bit risky. Okay. Yeah, no, I just thought it was uh, it was interesting last week because Chris had them both but didn't do particularly well. Um, but mostly on the kind of, you know, the, him choosing Sterling as captain over De Bruyne. Uh, whereas if he'd only had one of them, let's say he went with De Bruyne and not Sterling, I'm assuming he probably would have captained De Bruyne. 
so I guess it, you know, it's it's going to pay off in weeks to come. You would think, and you think that Sterling's probably the more nailed on captain than De Bruyne is, yeah. um, but but the De Bruyne will keep ticking over with points as we go. When when it comes to captaincy, I, I always think it's a bit of a crapshoot. Um, I don't look too much into it, like who I've captained. Um, I'll get annoyed if I've gone and gone. Oh, you know what? I feel real good about Greenwood this week, and I <laughs> um, and then I'll go. You're an idiot. Or you know, I go, oh, Lucas Dinas on on for a 17, 17 pointer this week. So mm-hmm. I punish myself if I did something stupid. But it, I, I prescribe to the if I've paid twelve plus million for a player, he's a, the the only way he can make his value worthwhile is by being a captain. Otherwise, yeah. So for me, it's a simple choice: Salah or Sterling each week. I play the better fixture. If the other one outperforms, then say Levy. Yeah. No. Likewise, um, and I'm sure, like me, you'll be doing Salah skipper this week. So. Yeah, I mean, the way you've got to look at it, I think, is that if you if you captain De Bruyne, um, you're kind of thinking, I'll take a return. Like he mm-hmm. might, yeah, but you know, De, De Bruyne's got a lower ceiling than Sterling. Like, yeah, captain Sterling and go right. He's he could be on twenty odd points this week. Like that can that can feasibly happen in any game for City. So you're playing for the for the really big score. If you captain De Bruyne, you're kind of thinking, all right, he might come back with another seven pointer or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, obviously, some people will make the argument that De Bruyne has had two double-figure hauls in these four weeks and <laughs> therefore know. could be on for it. But um, History. Um, you know, I, I, you call it like the higher floor, lower ceiling. Like, De Bruyne is less likely to get a blank, but also mm-hmm. less likely to get a monster. Yep. No, very true. Um, yeah, and I think ultimately with... Um, I've seen people kind of, well you know, switching from Salah to Mane on the back of one week and things like that. And I think there's going to be the same with people jumping from Sterling to De Bruyne and then getting frustrated when Sterling performs the next week. It's kind of like, I think you've got to accept that one of them is going to return one week, one of them may not return the next week, but you're just going to have to live with that rather than chasing the points every week. I mean, I'm I'm just jealous of all these people who have got nothing else wrong with their team that they can afford to (laughs) Oh, I'm no. sure that, I'm sure there's plenty more wrong with their teams than just ignoring it. Yeah, I mean that's that's my take on that. I, if I had the luxury of being able to change Salah for someone, then brilliant. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Pretty well right now. I wouldn't be in there. I wouldn't be outside the top million. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have one more question for you before we got into kind of putting together our ideal sure. wild card. Um, so given that we're going to talk about kind of who we'd get in if we had unlimited transfers. I'm not going to ask you who, you know, you'd be looking to get in immediately, but there are any any players that you'd be thinking maybe not now, but in a few weeks time, like any teams with fixtures catching your eye or anyone who's kind of catching your eye now, but hasn't fully settled or anything like that. Um, Well, the one that jumped to mind is not necessarily the way he's playing, but just, um, uh, uh, Benjamin Mendy is always mm-hmm. he's going to get back in the team play and be fit. Uh, latest reports say he's now training with the squad again and doing quite well. Um, you know He's already price dropped because for some reason people got him in red flags and have now got rid of him. Um, he's, yeah. he's 5.9. Um, you know, when, when, if, if we get to a stage where he becomes first team again I'll be very interested at uh, 5.9. When you look at um, You've got to pay a full million extra for the other, like truly attacking defenders out there, and Van Dijk and uh, oh, sorry Robertson and uh, um, so that mm-hmm. 
watch, as far as I'm concerned, because uh, he is one of those players who can he, he can pull another double-digit assist season or something. So that that's mm-hmm. what I'm interested in. Um, in terms of other people want to watch, well, there's one which um, I mean that I'm considering getting. I think Haller is one to watch if people aren't already watching him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, I think I think his price is going to start to soar um, fairly soon. Uh, just on the strength of West Ham's fixtures as well. I don't know if you looked at their next five. I think they've got a potentially potentially tricky game with Man United in there, but I think for the large part, they're uh, they're looking like they might be on a good run. Absolutely. Um, the other one that jumps to mind is uh, Pepe. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's, it's it's definitely too soon right now for me. I wouldn't be considering him, uh, especially at the price that he's quoted at. Uh, but you can also look at it as a lot of people brought him in on, uh, you know, there's a lot of Arsenal fans worldwide. He's dropped already as well. So mm-hmm. 9.4 now, Pepe. Um, you know, uh, it, he's, the, he's the kind of player, from what we've seen, that could be uh, a very good fancy asset. Um, yeah, see, see, this is the thing for me. I mean, obviously, I haven't watched many other teams apart from Arsenal in great depth. Mm-hmm. But the reason I think it's way too soon to wildcard is that there's so, like, just in Arsenal alone, let alone all the other teams, there's so many players that haven't quite, you know, so many teams that haven't quite decided their first choice lineup yet and the way they want to play. Um, so I think until that kind of settles down, if you take Everton, for example, they've tinkered around so much with those attacking players mm-hmm. um, that now it finally looks like they might be settling towards something with Moise Kane, Awobi, Sigurdsson, Richarlison. And once they start playing together a bit more, maybe that's when you start to look at getting one of them in, for example. Um, because someone like Awobi has already dropped as well. So people have put Awobi in thinking that he'd start playing immediately when he joined Everton. It didn't happen. Um, so I, I just, I just think it... with the premise of what you're saying, I think there's a lot of unanswered, unanswered questions, and it's what's put me off is that I, I looking around and I'm not actually sure, um, you know, what what's here to stay and what isn't. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, obviously, not a chance of getting a woke in my team. Yeah, I think I'll throw one into the mix of um, Son Hyung Min. I was I, uh, literally waiting to bring it up. So yes, that's my last one. So. Yeah, um, obviously a really good fantasy football player. Um, quite reasonably priced as well for where he plays. Um, and obviously, I'm kind of big on attacking midfielders who basically play up front as part of a strategy. So I, I definitely think he's someone that I'll probably be bringing in before too long. To be honest, I'm looking at Spurs' fixture from for the next five. It's pretty damn nice, actually. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me tempted. I wish, if he'd shown any signs of form, but I mean, they have Palace at home, followed by Leicester away. That's not great. But uh, Southampton at home, uh, Brighton away, and Watford at home. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and also, I think, yeah, what you've got to remember as well is Son was obviously suspended. He wasn't injured up until that point. So he's been training and doing pre-season. So he's raring to go. Yeah, precisely. You know, he's he's come back. Um, he's, he got an assist as well against Arsenal. So yep. You know, see, so he's played he's played twice, returned once, and we know what he's capable. Of. I mean, actually, like, it, now that you bring it up with Son, um, it's now back of my mind. There's still a potential option on this switch if I can't, if if I'm point if I'm point three short on my uh, mm-hmm. deployment. I could. Yeah. 
retro early, even though I don't advocate that kind of plan. But yeah, um, it has entered my head now. It just I don't think Spurs are playing very well. That's just that's my concern. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that is the concern at the moment. You do have to wait for them to pick up some sort of form before being fully sold. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's kind of I haven't gone for expensive strikers this time, but it's what really hasn't tempted me into Harry Kane. Um, so I, I think if I was going to go for an attacking player, there Son would be the only one I'd be looking at. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I don't think anyone with Kane will be particularly unhappy at the moment. But um, personally, what didn't really enter my mind for the Harry Kane this season. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, should we move to wildcard options? What was that? Sorry? Should, should we talk wildcards? Let's do it. Um, so, do you want to kind of... Let's start with keepers. Do you want to pitch a name that you'd be picking right now if you were uh, if you had wildcard? If you'd push the button, activated wildcard, who would your keeper be? Or who would your two keepers be, let's say? Oh, well, I, I, personally, I'm, I'm still going with uh, with a set and forget. Um, yeah. I'm not on the rotation thing. Um, I don't know, maybe maybe Pope Blank. Essentially, mm-hmm. um, I, I get. I don't think it's gonna. You have to excuse me just one second. I've just got some background noise. This is where Reese would normally put in some music to. Uh... You know, to to fill the silence. So I'm just going to do it by talking instead. Very well done. Except I feel like you were silent for quite a little while there before you thought of talking. But even still, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. But um, anyway, continue as I was. Um, yeah, I mean, I, to me, it's it's simple. You either you either pull for premium and you go Edison or or Allison. But I wouldn't use up the spot on those teams. Or you try and make it cheap and, and get lucky. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not feeling any of the five five kind of options. So I'd go cheap and playing. That would be where yeah. I'm at. Yeah, see, I didn't have the conviction to stick with the cheap set and forget at the beginning of the season. I had a bit of money left over, and I went for Schmeichel, and I think he's the same price as yours, Leno. We've done the same thing. We both yeah. moved five. If, if it was the same as you, I just had a spare point five, and I, I was happy with the rest, so I put it into upgrading. Exactly. That's, that's exactly what I did, and I'm kind of regretting it now, because like you, I think Schmeichel's had one clean sheet. Um. So yeah, like uh, I, I think I'd be um I'd be going Pope. The one I was looking at at the beginning of the season was Heaton, um, who uh, I think is probably the other kind of best uh, 4.5 option in there. Um, potential other one is Dean Henderson at um Sheffield United. Uh, but I think obviously with all of us who have Lundstrom, you maybe don't want to double. Yeah, I mean, it's if you intend to play uh, Lindstrom. But yeah, I mean, if you do intend to play Lindstrom, it's a bold move to double up on Sheffield United's backs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's also worth pointing out that um, it's been a horrendous start for all defences. Um, yep. No no one is getting clean sheets. No. Do you, I mean, are, are you looking at the list right now? Do you know who the top scoring goalkeeper is? Uh, I don't, actually. I mean, if you could hazard a guess. Um, I would say... It is, um, good question. I, I think, is it Rui Patricio? It is, yeah. Yeah, because he saved the penalty. It's a penalty save, and that's yeah. really the reason. One clean sheet penalty save. That's that's all we're talking. And, yeah. and that just edges out Edison at 17 points, and it, 
you know, it, it, there's not a lot of points there, so don't spend a lot of money there. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Now that Pope's gone to 4.6 rather than 4.5, do you still go for him over a 4.5 keeper? Yeah, I would pick Pope, and then if I needed to kill 0.1, I'd change it later. But yeah. it wouldn't it wouldn't be enough about my thinking. I, again, I, I think it's quite an expendable position. Um, I'd, I'd pick the re- I'd probably end on goalkeeper. I'd pick the rest of my side and squeeze money out of the keeper where I can. Gotcha. All right. Um, right. So before going into defence, what would your formation be uh, that you'd play most weeks if you had the chance to kind of tear up your team and start again now? Okay, I'm going to give my opinion here based on, uh, if I'm basing it purely on what's happened so far, what notes would I take, how I would change it, um, I think I'd be looking to to get rid of money at the back. Um, mm-hmm. Prioritise attackers. Clean sheets have been hard to come by this season. There's been more goals all around the board. Um, I'd probably, therefore, be looking to play um, three at the back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and so, if we're playing three at the back, who are your three reasonably priced defenders who are going to play pretty much every week unless they have a horror fixture well if i was doing a three at the back tactic right now bearing in mind i'd probably pick in reverse i would go strikers first uh or sorry strikers in midfield first to sure. defenders. but i'd probably make room for one premium um mm-hmm. and on most of so far i'd probably make it um alexander arnold mm-hmm. i'd then be looking at lundstrom as a rotator starter so He'd be someone who sometimes makes my three, sometimes makes my bench. Mm-hmm. I would then, so so, but sometimes if you start in TAA Lundstrom, um, I'd probably be looking at um, one completely 4.0 extra defender. Um, mm-hmm. and, and because I probably need someone to rotate with Lundstrom, I'd probably be looking at 4.5. Um, and there aren't obvious standouts in this category, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, if you look down the list and you're playing purely on the money game, you could go uh, Ward at Palace. Yeah. 0.5 as a rotator. What, what you ideally want to do, and bear in mind I haven't done this research, um, is you want to find someone who rotates well with Sheffield United. So game week five, Sheffield United, mm-hmm. you'd start Lundstrom in that. Like, yeah. Game week six, they're away to Everton. You, you don't love it, but you could potentially get away with it. But Palace at home for Wolves that week, so you could easily rotate those two as a for yep. instance. Burnley home to Norwich, that's a rotation for those two. Um, you know, you, you'd have to scrub through. I'm not going to sit here and do all the research, but no, you'd be able to usually find two kind of mediocre teams who have good rotations of home games, and I think that's how I'd set up my whole defence. To be honest, yeah, lean it on one premium, maybe two. Um, yeah, like I, I know a lot of people are going. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So maybe like TAA and Dina, mm-hmm. and then three defenders, four, 4.5, four, something like that. One yeah. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people have been jumping on Eric Peters at Burnley. Mm-hmm. Um, Burnley are always a decent side. I suppose if you've got Pope already as your keeper, maybe not looking to do that. Um, but another one is Lewis Dunk at Brighton at 4.5. People will go for... Um, you know, you mentioned in that same week as Sheffield United, they've got Newcastle. Um, I think another one uh, that I quite like is Soyan Chu at Leicester mm-hmm. uh, at 4.5, um, which isn't a bad rotation option to have at all, Leicester defender. So, Absolutely. I think all, all these guys kind of fit into that category. Of, I don't think mm-hmm. you expect the world from them, but if, if not many teams are getting clean sheets, 
then hey, they may spike one just like anyone else. Um, yeah. It really is. If if they're if they're if if the if the two premium teams aren't holding clean sheets, and by that I really mean City and Liverpool, then um, mm. you don't need to expect too much from your cheaper guys. If they're popping in with no. some, you you really just don't want to lose out to the field. So um, it's just mm-hmm. going this way. But I think any of those guys that we mentioned um, would be good options. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's if that's... they facilitate a stronger attack. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a interesting strategy. Um, I could probably see a lot of people jumping to that um, if they've looked at kind of the spread so far and the lack of points in defence. But as we uh, as we've said already, we've got hopefully this will be a weekend where a double Liverpool defence pays dividends. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm hoping, and I think it's mm-hmm. that the reason why I pitched the wild card like this is that. Um, I'm coming from the assumption that most people who are wildfarding right now aren't happy with their premium defence. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know the teams, but I do know that premium defence was very popular this year. Um, the Liverpool defenders are very highly owned. Uh, I would assume that if people are choosing to wildcard, because it's quite a big deal to wildcard, that they are planning on ditching at least one of those. So I'm assuming yep. people are switching to tactics like this because... If you're wildcarding now, you are going to base it on the data available to you and, you know, the points at the moment on in defence. That makes sense completely. Um, so in terms of the next uh, kind of batch of players, would you rather go strikers first or midfielders first? What I, what I tend to do is I just block in the people that I really want and then mm-hmm. I, if I can make a credible team around them. So... Yep. Uh, me personally, um, I, I still think Raheem Sterling is potentially the best player in the game. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I personally own the team. Uh, I, I would say, though, that you'll find a lot of people on wildcard are going to go Aguero. Yep. I mean, yeah, get a bit of. Um, very understandable. Kind of relic- mm-hmm. um, I think, I think uh, you, you get into this difficult territory, and we've spoken about this before, where. Um, the, the the main guys right now, the real premiums, are kind of uh, Sterling, Aguero, Salah, potentially Mane, but, um, and then De Bruyne. And mm-hmm. it's a combination of those can you have, do you want to have. If I was wildcarding, I'd 100% have De Bruyne. Yep. I no, uh, I, I would say so as well. Um, I, when it comes to Liverpool... Um, I think probably what I'd do is I'd make up my team with Salah in it. Mm-hmm. And then if I needed some money from somewhere, I'd consider putting Salah down to Mane because I don't think there's going to be a huge amount to call between them. Yeah, if you, if you need a million, I think Salah to Mane is fine. Um, mm-hmm. If you found a way of getting... Um, that's that. I mean, if you found a way of getting De Bruyne plus... Um, or if you could get all of them, De Bruyne, Sterling, Guerrero, Mane, that, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be... Um, uh, for, for me, I would only go to attackers from the same team, but yep. I, it, you might find people get real success going through. Um, City can score a lot of goals in the game. But they can. On people who are, can, only, can only get their own, the same share of the points. Mm-hmm. They can, but I think like you, I, I'd be a bit nervous of getting all three. I think if, uh, and if it, if it was someone to be sacrificed, I'd probably sacrifice Aguero. And if I wanted to spend that much on a striker, I'd drop to Bamiyang or someone like that. Um, just to, uh, I mean, it gets a bit more money in your team and kind of diversifies things a bit. 
and mm-hmm. Arsenal's run's not too bad either. So, I think I think if it were me, I'd, I'd probably go um, Sterling to Bruno Salah. That would be my choice. Yep. Um, and then around that shell, trying to keep it affordable here, I think you'd still have a bit of money spare. Um, so with the with the three at the back, obviously that's two of your bench spots taken up by defenders. So you've only got one more. So you can only have mm-hmm. one more. Right. So that's another thing to consider. So. Um, you know, at the moment, I've got, I'm quite happy with Guendouzi as a bench spot at 4.5. Mm-hmm. Played every yep. game for Arsenal. Um, he got an assist last week. He's kind of doing the job of getting your consistent two points. Um, mm-hmm. Five. So he could be your last bench. But that does mean you've got to find three starting forwards. So yep. that's, that's quite tricky. Yes, it is. Especially if you want to start budging up to the seven mil options. If you're going all kind of 6.5s, which I did at the beginning of the season, it's a little bit easier. But uh, obviously the guys um, like Abraham and Haller, uh, who are starting to do well, are going to start to go up. So, um, I mean, I guess you've probably got to negotiate that by going 7, 6.5, below 6 maybe. Um, But the uh, below 6 options really do not uh, scream out. No, below six at striker, as I know from my team, is a real problem area. There's no mm. one. Of, um, just as we talk, I'm going to blot in some players and see what's possible within mm. So here's what I'm thinking, though. Could you go for like a Greenwood with this um, and try and take a punt on a cheaper midfielder who you think might take off? who you're prepared to play. I'm thinking of like someone like Danny Ceballos, um, if he keeps his place in the team, uh, in combination with, uh, let's say, because I know his price, Alex Awobi at 5.9, like get those two in as playing midfielders. And then that gives you more for the two strikers you're actually going to play. Yeah. I I think that that's, that's kind of all right, except you've got to remember if you've got two bench defenders, we are advocating that two of our bench defenders, one of our bench defenders is a player. So you then, mm. in a, one of your spots has got to be filled with a Greenwood, a Gwendouzi, or say a Lundstrom or Ward. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's true, actually. So yeah. are the, you know, is that probable two-point max player going to you know, make things all right? It, uh, are, yep. your, are your premiums going to make that worthwhile? That's, that's basically mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. Okay, yes, you can get an alright team here. Okay, so here's here's a proposition, all right? So for our dummy wild card that we're setting up right now, um, yeah. my value is not great, but it's not terrible either. It's about it was a hundred point six, I think, before we started talking. Mm-hmm. I'm about the same. And if I just quickly finish this off, um, let's see if we can pick the last two spots and and do our dummy wild card in full. So um, mm. I just move for Pope. So. Yeah, if you if you if you call it out. Um, so as moment, is and we'll... this, is, this is the team, okay? We've got Pope and Stecklenburg, um, Dina, Robertson, Ward, Rico, Lundstrom. Um, we've mm. then got Salah, Sterling, De Bruyne, Guendouzi, Haller, Puki, and we've got one midfielder and one striker, ideally starters, and we've got 12.5. Okay. Which is I mean, that, that's nice. better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. maybe this will make me wildcard, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sounding more and more appealing. Who was the fourth midfielder in that mix? Um, so we've got Guendouzi as our fifth. Um, I've just popped, uh, fifth, so yep, okay. since I've popped in Daniel James at 6-1, giving us 6.4 okay. for our striker. 6.4, did you say? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. So I think, I mean, 
I think it, this is where it's a little bit too soon for my liking because I think none of those options have really suggested they've got much about them. Um, let's see. I mean, you could go for a Jordan Ayew, save yourself some money. I mean, you'd have to play him. This is the annoying thing. We've, I've got. I've, I've hatched a plan. We're, we're going to take mm-hmm. Van as our, as our premium Liverpool. Um, mm-hmm. Just going to buy us six point eight, which means you could get Ashley Barnes. Okay, yeah, that's good. I mean, if I'm honest with you, I'd potentially keep TAA and just go Chris Wood. It's true. I mean, Chris Wood's just as likely to score. Um, You could. I mean, we're getting close here, and there's little things. I've got James in, but as you say, you've got some five-five options in midfield. Uh, You're avoiding, or perhaps you know someone. but the uh, point is, you could potentially squeeze Tammy Abraham here at 7.2 into this mix. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Okay, so we're, we're 0.4 over, and I think there's areas that you could still cheapen this. And you end up mm-hmm. with, um, as a starting lineup potentially, Pope, Dinya, Van Dyke, Lundstrom, uh, Salah, Sterling, De Bruyne, James, Haller, Pukki, Abraham. Yeah, I think, uh, I think what I'd potentially do is um, I'd think about Salah into Mane. And go with the strike force of Haller, Pookie, Abraham, which I think is pretty pretty potent on a on a shoestring budget actually. That would then get you TAA back as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'd I'd lean towards that, but I'd probably chop and change it a lot around yeah. then. That feels nice on the basis of right now, but uh, so far as yeah. well, I'd probably be looking at a structure like that. But you know, for all non wild colors out there, I'd say don't despair because um, you know. There's a lot of people in this side that we're looking at, and I'm pointing at Haller, Pookie, Abraham, James, um, who quite easily could not score for the next six games. Yeah, and if they do take off, then I'm sure with one or two free transfers, they're not people that you have to rejig your whole team to get in. They're quite reasonably priced options. So. But, you know, there you go. I, th- I think we've done a reasonable job there of, of laying out a, a good wildcard strategy as um, mm-hmm. the, the premium defence way to go. But I think if you had a... Um, I, I don't think you wildcard into a premium defence now. No. Uh, yeah, I, think that... I don't think you abandon your cheap defence for a premium one right now. No, makes sense. Um, anyway, so that, that kind of wraps up the wildcard section. Um, and thanks very much for all your sound advice. I hope people take it. Um, so it may, before it you go, it may all backfire, but bear in mind this guy's not even the top million this year. So uh, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. It's yeah, <laughs> a nice little plug for you. Um, before you go, uh, I wanted to give you a chance to weigh in on part of the predictions that we did at the beginning of the season. Um, so... Very quickly, I just want you to rattle off who you think is going to be the highest scoring goalkeeper, defender, midfielder, forward come the end of the season. Okay, cool. I'll go quite quick fire. Um, I'm going to take uh, Edison in goal. Mm-hmm. Not Rui Patricio? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I mean, he's shown the early form. So uh, if, yep. he, if he anyway, take, he's at the same rate. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. I'll, I'll take uh, Trent in defence off the base of the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, midfielder Sterling. Mm-hmm. And forwards is the trickier one. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it probably will be Aguero. All right. 
Well, uh, I mean, we'll give you a shout out come the end of the season. Uh, hopefully have you on before then to uh, kind of touch base. Um, but you, I, I think it'll be quite telling if you win the whole predictions based on just doing the FPL ones. So uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, which, you know, you wouldn't have been far off last season. Um, we did not do great. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's a wrap for this week. Thanks very much for coming on, Matt. Um, very sound advice. Um, I hope everyone takes it. And uh, guys, if you haven't already, uh, I'm going to put the league code in the bio. Please join. We want as many people as possible uh, competing for... What potentially could be a prize at the end of the season, we'll see. Um, but yeah, link. Uh, what's that? Sorry. The mystery box. Could the be mystery a, box. Could not be. Exactly. It could be anything. Um, so yep, that's a wrap. Link uh, to the league will be in the bio. And uh, thanks very much again, Matt. Oh, cheers. Thanks for having me. No worries. Anytime.